Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We mentioned the last hour, Bruce Springsteen sold his entire music catalog to Sony for a half a billion dollars. We were wondering, when you're already ungodly rich and you're in your 70s, what does, what does that even mean? A bunch of people texted, more Olympic ponies for Bruce's daughter. Oh, that's right. right. His daughter is an Olympic pony dressage person, so maybe she can get a better horse and win a medal this time. Well, you can buy her an Olympic blue whale with the money he's got now. I'm not <laughs> sure what good that would do her, but... Yeah, that's crazy. I said earlier that I would sell every song I've written for a buck a piece. I've thought back on it. There are a couple of them that are probably worth about two fifty. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna have. I'm like the dollar store. Almost everything's a dollar, but there are a couple of luxury in the luxury area. I got two dollar and fifty cents song. So very briefly, because everybody's been so kind and nice, writing notes and such about my dog Baxter, who uh, has cancer, and we had a tumor removed, but it was in a par- spot in his chest where even the best surgeon in the world couldn't get it all. And sure enough, that's what the labs came back and showed. It's a slow-moving uh, type of the cancer he has, so it's not as likely to metastasize to all of his organs. It'll likely come back locally. Um, well, it absolutely will come back locally. Um, and again, in his chest, it could, it could be bad. And you can only, you can't subject a dog to chest surgery over and over again. So it looks like, you know, the best prospect is radiation. But I was looking into it and it turns out it's thousands of dollars from a few thousand to many thousand. Like a total or per time? Cause I know you have to do it like every day or every week or whatever. It's for the entire program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be somewhere from two to ten grand or something. Ooh. I don't know. The fact that it's where it is, I mean, it's near his heart and his lungs and his mm. throat and the rest of it. So, and radiation on... doesn't make you feel good either. Oh, I know it. I know it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the medical websites say the uh, after effects or the, uh, the negative effects are transitory and localized, which means your dog will be miserable and in pain, uh, depending, again, on the specifics of the treatment. For a significant amount of time, and we are on that that difficult road that I know a lot of you have trod, where you're looking at the bills get higher and higher and higher, your pet's discomfort get more and more and more, and you're trying to buy them another year, another maybe three years, because um, it could be after the radiation treatment. Um, I spend ten grand, for instance, and three years later, there's an eighty five percent chance his, the tumor will not recur. It all depends. I mean, if Bruce Springsteen's dog has my dog's situation, he's probably going to go ahead and pay. It's, you know, he'll find that laying around his couch. And I'm lucky I've got some money in the bank. I'm doing okay, but, oh, it's a hard thing. And different people, I remember back when we used to take calls 100 years ago on the show, we talked about this topic, and we had people call who spent $50,000 on their cat. Of course, they probably had a ton of money, but uh, some of them didn't. Some of them took out loans to spend $35,000 to keep their dog alive. Um, that's that's not my thing, um, but I'm not going to judge anybody. Um, I am. Jack will. Uh, but anyway, so that's what we're wrestling with. But he's fi- he seems great, and that's going to be the painful part of it. You know, depending on how things go, that uh, tumor comes back, and it certainly will at some point, but... Um, He's great. He's trotting. He's happy. He's chasing the tennis ball. We take long walks. He's as cheerful as can be. He's just got, you know, a, a death sentence. So mm-hmm. when when we have to make 
the decisions and all. It's just so hard. Oh, wow. Well, so but. he's and because he's a dog, he's oblivious to it, which would be right. the awesome because as a person, you don't get that option. Right. Um. Yeah. That 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 helps that you don't know. Well, right. Yeah. Indeed. So I don't know. I mean. It's just it's such a choice, Judy and I. And I'm not I'm not saying a, I'm just saying we support some charitable enterprises significantly. Um, the budget really really gets tightened up because our dogs doing expensive treatment. We probably got to cut back on that and other things. You know, certainly personal luxuries too. It's just it's a complicated thing, and it's it's just so sad and and difficult. Anyway, blah blah blah. Sorry. <sighs> anyway, he's a good boy. He's a really good boy. Uh, so where were we? Ah, yes, that's right. Handful of stories worth mentioning briefly. Here's one of these deals. 30-year-old woman. She starts with a bobby pin. You know, the little pin for your hair? Mm-hmm. says, I'll trade somebody uh, something for the bobby pin. A-, a hair pin, in effect. Um, And she traded it for, I can't remember what the bobby pin got. These stories um, oh, always start with a bobby pin for some reason. Oh, she traded them I for I wouldn't a, think you could trade a bobby pin for anything. Well, I think people do it to a large extent for the novelty of it okay. to get started because it seems fun. Mm-hmm. So she, for her hairpin, she traded for a really cheap pair of earrings. Gotcha. But somebody kind of liked the earrings and traded her four margarita glasses for them. Then at some point, some margarita fan said, I got an old vacuum cleaner. And it went on and on and on. And over the course of a year, using Craigslist, eBay, and Facebook, uh, she just got an $80,000 house. Now, it's in San Francisco. And, uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, she lives in San Francisco. She ended up with an $80,000 house in Tennessee. It's okay. tiny and in terrible shape. An $80,000 house. An $80,000 house in San Francisco has a murder being committed right now. <laughs> it's a dumpster. It's a garbage dumpster. <laughs> with a murder being committed. It's a house with a lid. <laughs> it's a, it's a, exactly. Um, so anyway, I just thought, you know, I don't know. It always seems a little silly and gimmicky, but uh, that's funny. There's a, anyway. one of the one of the many car shows my uh, son the car nut watches is one where they're constantly trading up and it's always it's always about that so he buys like a three thousand dollar eighties truck fix it up, fix it up a little sells it for fifteen uses that money to and then then they work clear up to where it's like you know a two hundred thousand dollar car and it's always very cool to see how that can happen yeah yeah employing a little sweat equity and trading yeah. it up. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't seen that show. I'd like to. Um, another story. We need more of this in the U.S. Brazilian politicians are going to settle a dispute with an MMA fight. They're going to get in the octagon and beat get the bejesus ready, out of each other. You're going to enter a problem. <laughs> uh, we gotta... Sorry, Mr. President. I, my, my headphones must be uh, malfunctioning. Can you say that again? Get ready, Val. You're going to enter a problem. Get ready, Bal. You're gonna in for a problem. Get ready, Bal. You're gonna in for a problem. Oh okay. boy, Grandpa. Why don't you sit down, Grandpa? Can I get you some cider? Well, I've had a You know what's so, sad about that one? The the Biden thing is it. 
We mentioned earlier he's in front of a bunch of DNC people. The polls out there, they say the Republicans are going to take the House back, and this is going to be his big, I'm the leader, I'm going to fire these people up, and he says, Get ready, pal, you're going to enter a problem. Yay. Wow. Well, I got news for you, pal. I think you're already going to in for a problem. Well, and, and most people probably missed the you're gonna in for a problem because they were asking each other, who's Bal? <laughs> Get ready, Bal. Who, who's this Bal? <laughs> anyway. Wow. So uh, two politicians in Brazil settled this dispute with their fists over the weekend in a three-round MMA-style brawl that went viral around the country. The match pitted... I'm sure. I'm sure it went viral. It uh, would in the any country pitted a 39-year-old mayor against a former counselor, aged 45. The two had been feuding over a water park project and taking shots at each other in the local press and social media for months and decided the best way to settle their beef was a good old-fashioned fight. This is what Joe Manchin and Bernie Sanders need to do. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the, uh, the one guy agreed to the fight, but only if it was organized properly inside a ring, saying he was the mayor, not a street fighter. So Yeah, I'm not a crazy re- person. I'll fight you inside a... And inside a ring with a judge, but I'm not just going to fight you here. <laughs> what? Wow. So the two politicians entered the ring. The mayor uh, trotted into the, the strains of a Brazilian pop ballad called Um Novo Vencedor, a new winner. He then approached his opponent, ran his finger across his neck in a gesture signifying the decapitation of his rival. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. So these two guys are Silva and Pixoto, and I'm sure I'm uh, mispronouncing it, but the three-round battle started with Silva aggressively going at the mayor with leg kicks until Pixoto connected with a right jab, knocking his opponent to the ground. Really? I want you to picture Adam Schiff and, uh, <laughs> let's see, Devin Nunez. <laughs> they for real were fighting each other? The mayor then pounced on him, pinning him to the ground while landing a few more punches. But the momentum changed quickly after that, with Silva flipping the mayor and landing several blows of his own. Yeah, that's why I'm liking per- Joe. Man- I like Joe Manchin and Bernie Sanders. I think that's a better, that's a good-looking fight right there. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, I'm, you know, scrappy as uh, Vermonters are, New Hampshireites, people from that part of the country. I gotta like the man from West Virginia. You know, I gotta believe he's bitten a few scrapes down the holler. Anyway, where were we? They're beating the hell out of each other. Ah, yes. Uh, the men then proceeded to land several punches and kicks on each other until the first round ended. Their lack of professional training was obvious, as both men appeared tired and worn out quickly. <laughs> That's the key. If you've ever seen two idiots fighting, people get tired in a big hurry. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, just from my observation of fights, I'm not experienced myself. If you can withstand the initial burst of fury... Uh, you're going to be okay, because everybody gets really, really tired. Right, right. Turns out the younger man won. Just probably better conditioning. Uh, what that means to the whole water park thing, I don't know exactly. And who cares? I just like the idea. Oh, oh, we do need to get to the fact that Adam Schiff is a piece of excrement. He's one of the worst people in America. Wow. Got the smallest in his neck I've ever seen. Which is true. But one more quick story. A black juror, the only black juror on the Jussie Smollett trial, is coming out and he's practically quoting the chief of police at the time, Eddie Johnson, saying the same thing. I've never known a black person in my life who, undergoing what he claims to have undergone, would keep the noose around his neck. Well, right. And in fact, he put the noose back around his neck. 
to show the cops. Of the list of dumb things that he did that made it look more fake, that one might be at the very top. Eh, it's second. The number one dumb thing was two giant bodybuilders who apparently hated you deeply left you with hardly any wounds whatsoever. They would have, they would have left, they may have killed you if oh, they were yeah. actually angry and beating on you and you had no marks whatsoever. Right, right. Yeah, he looks like a little kid in the, the Jussie Smollett's look at what has happened to me pictures. He looks like a little kid who woke up and rubbed his eyes a little too hard. That's but it. Yeah, the, the keeping the noose around the neck. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, and uh, he said uh, said this, uh, Juror Andre Hope, as an African-American person, I'm not putting that noose back on at all. Right. <laughs> Much less wearing it around. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. The jurors are starting to speak out. I, I will substantiate my harsh accusation against Adam Schiff. He is a piece of garbage. And it's a testament to the dishonesty of the media that they don't ask him for all, ask him about all of his sins every time he does an interview. They should. And we didn't talk about the back and forth between Elizabeth Warren, senator from uh, wherever she was, New England, Massachusetts, wherever, uh, and Elon Musk, man of the year, Elon Musk. They got in a Twitter fight. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So much stuff to get to. So little time. Tomorrow's the Eclipse of the Year show. Don't miss it. Or if you do miss it, grab it via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Coming up, evidence, more evidence, as if it's needed, that Adam Schiff is an utterly dishonest little weasel. Oh, my gosh. I I don't really hate many people in politics. I just figured they're scam artists, but I can't stand this guy. Oh. So Elon Musk got named Person of the Year by Time Magazine, who gives a crap, but he was also named Person of the Year by Financial Times or something that actually matters. And uh, to me, he is, I don't know, I don't know that he's clearly the Person of the Year. That is what human being made, you know, made the most impact on news, whatever, of the year. And uh, he's certainly in the running, though. Elon Musk, the world's richest man, the the spaceships, the electric cars, the everything. You know about Elon Musk. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, the super lefty progressive senator, tweeted out, Let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Wow. Wow. Wow, freeloading. Yeah, that is something. Uh, And then Elon Musk uh, tweeted back, You remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. (laughs) And then he tweeted, Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. (laughs) <laughs> but then the tweet that was actually interesting uh, 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 in terms of uh, you know actual policy God and the, Elon Musk has become you know everybody has to take a side politically Elon Musk has become a the left hates him now which is weird because as I keep saying the only dent anybody's ever made in this effort to get electric cars going is Elon Musk right Mm-hmm. You take Tesla out of the equation, and 
electric cars are still nowheresville. They're still just a dream of the future. Well, Tesla's and he had deal. so many fanboys and girls on the left and in the tech world and the rest of it for so long. Yeah, he, he ought to be a hero to the environmentalists. You would think, but he's not. And now it's clear because, I mean, I saw shows on CNN and MSNBC just nonstop blasting Elon Musk. And, oh, with his rude comments to to uh, Elizabeth Warren and this and that and stupid jokes and blah, blah, blah. Um, weird that he's become a villain, which makes me all the more happy to be a guy who drives a Tesla. But uh, Elon Musk then tweeted, and I thought this was good. If you opened your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I will pay more taxes next year than any American in history. Wow. Which is, guar- which is guaranteed to be true. Well, uh, well, freeloader, I mean, was that literally what she said, or was that a translation from her Native American language? <laughs> Did she say it in her native tongue? <laughs> Actually, I think Elon took a hack at her for that, too, which is hilarious. Never forget. That's funny. Yeah, but so Elon, the reason he's going to pay so much taxes is he sold a whole bunch of his stock, remember? And then he's going to have to pay all the gains that he made on that stock going up as much Mm -hmm. as it has over the years. Which is the way the system works, and nobody, including Elizabeth Warren, is suggesting that we change that system. Of course, they always lie about that. And he's going to pay more taxes than any American has in the history of the country off of his 2020 earnings. Personal taxes, never mind payroll taxes, corporate taxes, property taxes, uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, she's a grandstanding liar and always has been. I'm going to have me appear. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last night's DNC holiday party, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi praised President Biden and said he was the, quote, perfect president for the times because the times are also very unpopular. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a fairly simple joke, but effective. I thought it was Chugi. Chugi? Chugi, I believe, is the, uh, the what is it, Alex? Term. Chugi or Chugi? It's Chugi. Okay, and that joke wasn't Chugi because Ch- I don't even remember what Chugi means. Oh Rah! Lord! Late it's like I'm working with Joe Biden. Chugi, but... <laughs> I was I was going to become more hip, but it hasn't worked. Listen, Barr, you got a gun in for something wrong, or <laughs> what did he say? Get ready, Bal. You're going to enter a problem, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Get ready, Bell. You're going to in for a problem. Get ready, Bell. You're going to in for a problem. Some guy <laughs> says that to me in a bar. I'm like, what now? <laughs> I got my fist balled up. I'm like, Did you, I'm looking behind me. Is bar behind? Who? What? What now? That's Joseph R. Biden. He has a set of issues. Here I give you California's Adam Schiff. They were paramountly concerned about foreign interference in American affairs. They wanted to ensure that the President of the United States was defending the interests of national security of the United States and not corruptly, secretly advancing some private agenda with a foreign power. It's hard to imagine a set of circumstances that would have alarmed the founders more than what's on that call. 
it's uh, oh, 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 do do the one about uh, you got a secret witness that's classified and only you've seen the testimony that proves Trump's tied to Putin. Do that one. That's a good one. Adam Schiff. Sean Dif- Davis writes in the Federalist. Oops, he did it again. Uh, d- mm, take two. I'm as bad as Biden. You know what my problem is? These new protein bars, they're so good. So good. But the, the primary uh, ingredient is like dates. The, the fruit. Or the, what is it? Fruit? I guess dates. Uh-huh. Is it a berry? Is it a legume? Anyway, but it leaves bits of date in your mouth. And it it makes it hard to talk. And I don't want to give these up because they're, they're good, but... That's too bad. Your new teeth look real. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I need to uh, swish. I need to swish out my mouth after I eat them. Right, Michael? Wouldn't that be good? Uh, that's what I got to do. A rinse? Sorry. Yeah, that would be good. You, yeah, need a, a, you need a dental hygienist there at all times. You know, like I'm uh, rinsing my teeth after I brush them. Anyway, take two. Oops, he did it again. After leaking fake Donald Trump Jr. emails, fabricating the transcript of the 2019 phone call between President Trump and Ukraine's president. You remember that? How he edited it and changed some words? And lying about his interactions with the so-called whistleblower behind the House Democrats' first impeachment of Trump. Adam Schiff is now running the same con against a fellow lawmaker. During a hearing Monday night on the riot of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, Adam Schiff claimed to have have proof that a member of Congress texted former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to instruct former Veep Mike Pence to overturn the 2020 presidential election. So again, he claimed to have proof that a congressman texted Mark Meadows demanding that Mike Pence overturn the election. Not only did Schiff misrepresent the substance of the text message and its source, he even doctored the section of the text message which he carefully removed out of context. And he's the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah, I know. I know. It's scary. So I just want to display a few of the messages Mark Meadows received from people in Congress, Schiff said. The committee is not naming these lawmakers at this time as our investigation is ongoing. If we could cue the first graphic. Well, the graphic reads, on January 6, 2021... VP Mike Pence, President of the United States, quote, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. You can see why this is so critical to ask Mr. Meadows about. About a lawmaker suggesting that the former vice president simply throw out the votes that he unilaterally deems unconstitutional, subvert the will of the American people, etc., etc. Not only did Schiff lie about the substance of the text message and its source, um, he doctored the message in the graphic, the full text message, which was forwarded to Meadows from Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, who's come out and said, you don't need to keep me anonymous. This is from me, and this is a load <laughs> of crap. He, it was forwarded to Meadows from Jordan on the evening of the 5th. It was, the, it was a brief encapsulation of a four-page legal argument that he had attached the original text was written by Washington attorney, former Department of Defense Inspector General, included an attachment of a four-page Word document drafted by him, detailed a legal uh, reason for suggesting Pence might have the constitutional authority to object, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you agree with that, maybe you don't. The piece that Schmitz had sent to Jordan was published at a website, everylegal.vote the next day, even included the same discussion draft heading and a timestamp. Um, and so 
Schmitz then texted to Jordan a three-paragraph summary, which Schiff sliced and diced and attributed directly to Jordan, even though it was clear that Jordan was saying, hey, I got this from a legal thinker. It's pages long. Here's the key point. What do you think? So, in case you're not following this, Schiff then carefully took a part of the legal argument that was written by somebody else, and everybody knows it. And Jordan said, take a look at this and let me know what you think. He attributed it to Jordan, and it made it seem as if Jordan was ordering Mike Pence. I'm sorry, ordering, um, uh, what's his face? There are too many people involved in this. The chief of Mark Meadows. Ordering Mark Meadows to order Mike Pence to do this, when that wasn't what he was doing at all. You lying and creep. A, and that was a talking point on your uh, lefty cable news channels for at least a day this week. Yeah, so Schiff not only erased several words, but then he added a period to make it seem like a simple declarative sentence when it was a long description of what was attached and, you know, maybe you should take a look at this. Just utter dishonesty. Right there at the Intelligence Committee hearing uh, by the chairman. Good Lord. And um, if I'm a Democrat, I don't like Schiff because he has taken, if I'm a Democrat, I would look at a pretty good hand. January 6th, Trump, the way he acts, all that sort of stuff. But you do this sort of stuff, and it gives everybody the cover to say, see, it's a bunch of crap, it's all a lie, you make this stuff up, you doctor mm-hmm. stuff. It reminds me so much of, of the whole uh, O.J. Simpson thing. The, the opinion by a lot of people was that the LAPD framed the guy who did it. I think it's a perfect example of all these, you know, it's like the Jesse Smollett fake racism. Every time you do something like that, you damage real racism. So every time Adam Schiff makes this crap up, you damage any real wrongdoing you could pin on Trump. Because you let everybody out with, a, you know, the permission structure, if you will, to say it's a bunch of crap. Well, in leaving Trump out of it entirely, if the Intelligence Committee were to come out with a report this afternoon, say that, uh, I don't know, China was doing X, Y, or Z, um, I would have a huge level of, yeah, maybe in my mind, because Adam Schiff was behind it. He is congenitally dishonest. Yep. Yep. I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Oh, no. And he's the chair of the freaking Intelligence Committee. I don't think it's a bad point of view or a, a bad stance to just immediately assume that what he says is untrue, unless, uh-huh. you know, pro- unless proven otherwise. You lie! Yeah. Um, we mentioned this earlier. It's worth mentioning a lot. The Federal Reserve announced yesterday they're probably going to raise interest rates three times next year. So, like, if you're under the age of 40, you don't even remember the last time we had anything hardly above zero for interest rates, or you couldn't go out and just buy your house at 3.5% interest rate, those days may be over, and they may never come back in any of our lifetimes. Uh, something you have to do when you got inflation, don't you know, to try to cool things down and, and slow down the inflation. But that that's going to change the world in a bunch of different ways. It had to happen. It was inevitable. And the, the, the scary part of keeping in, uh, interest rates as low as they've been is, you get hit with a recession or something like that, and you got no tools in your toolbox to try to boost the economy. But well, um, well, right, yeah. The way they slow the overheated economy, like an engine that's running too hot, is they choke the oxygen out of it, and the oxygen is interest rates. As a guy who I'm not sure if I'm buying or selling a house uh, next year is uh, a little concerned because this is going to change the whole home 
thing quite a bit. Yeah, that'll be the the most obvious. Well, no, for, for a lot of people, the most obvious effect is probably going to be on all of their payments. Um, but yeah, it'll depress home prices because you know people spend what they can afford month to month. So it's you know it's price divided by you know the number of payments divided by the interest rate, blah blah blah. Rates go up, prices come down. Which is either good or bad, depending on which end of the deal you're on right now. Yeah, and and we could be about to find out how bubbly the housing growth has been. A um, lot is my guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if it is a if it's a bubble, well, if it's not a bubble, if somebody comes up and says, "Look, we just got to jab it with this pin a little bit." <laughs> it's okay, but if it is a bubble, I don't know if you've ever taken a pin to a bubble. The bubble doesn't like it. We'll, you we'll all find out together. <laughs> you generally don't get to slowly let the air out of a bubble. They generally go like that. Indeed. I wish I could do that that well. That's very you good. You can't That's do very that? very good popping noise. Not, not as well as you do, no. That's no. interesting. Last night, uh, Henry and I were laying in bed as I was reading to him, and I can't snap my fingers very well. Hmm. I can't snap my fingers very loud at all. Can you snap your fingers loud? Oh, yeah. Fairly. I mean... I mean, reasonably loud. Is that loud enough? I don't know. Mm. Let me try the mouth pop thing. Here, you ready? It's going to be pathetic. Mm. That's it. What? What was that? I know. That's no pop at all. Good. (laughs) Sad. Good God. child. Oh, Oh, my God. It's like a gunshot. (laughs) (laughs) Snapping my fingers is just pathetic. I couldn't be in a a backup singing group, really. I think that's you're not. using the wrong finger. Are you using the right finger? Yeah, you are. Okay. I use my middle finger. What finger do you that's what, that's what my son yeah, and I, I got into a discussion yeah. about what finger do you use? Because he uses his middle. third Gotta finger. Be middle. What? He uses his third finger, but snaps pretty well. I'm using my third right now. You can use your third. That's hard. Only show in America doing this, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. Um, uh, I got another story. I don't remember what it was. We'll get to that coming up next. Oh, it's Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I haven't really said this too much, so it's going to feel weird coming out of my mouth, but this is, uh, I think, my last run. So it's hard to talk about, you know, because my my whole life I've kind of, you know, been looked at as somewhat, you know, <laughs> superhuman because I do these these things. And a lot of people have always come up to me and just like, I don't know how he does it. And I, you know, and I prided myself on being that, you know, individual and man, realizing and, and admitting to myself and everyone else, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm human. It's taken a toll. That's the flying tomato, the red-headed uh, snowboarder dude. This is his last Olympics. How old is he now, Michael? The There's great no. Sean White. I he think has he's a name. in his late 30s. <laughs> I'd have to he's check. His, oh, Google it for me. Somebody Google it. Alex, Google it. Or Alex, do you know how old he is? Yeah, he's 35. That's, he's 35. Good Lord, how can that be? He was a child when he burst on the scene. Yeah, well, you know, time goes by. But there's also the whole thing of who you've been, what you've worked for your whole life is behind you and you're 35 <laughs> now you gotta craft a whole new what am i and what am i doing i'll tell you Every the easy professional way to do that, athlete does uh, deals with that the easy way to do that would be have some kids because now you are dad and that'll mm. take all your time um so i'm watching msnbc this morning and they were uh, 
going on and on about the dang Omicron, which is very close to being COVID. Just like the original COVID became Delta, just became COVID because all the COVID was Delta. All the COVID is going to be the Omicron here very soon. It is in Great Britain. It is in a lot of different places. It's doubling every day in the United States, and it'll overtake probably uh, maybe by the end of this year, certainly at the beginning of 22. It'll, it'll be what we're talking about when we're talking about COVID. It spreads so fast, it's just amazing. I was just reading this article in the New York Times about how countries that it's gone into, the spread, it's basically a vertical line. I mean, it's just it just spreads to everybody, and vaccinated or not, those of us who have had COVID and been vaccinated, we're going to get it again in the form of Omicron. But it ain't going to be nothing. So that's why I can't understand. I feel like I'm like I'm either losing my mind or I'm missing <laughs> a piece is. of the in, I'm missing a piece of the information. I mean, the the level of of uh, intense conversation about this thing without pausing around the fact that nobody's really getting sick. Like I said, I was watching MSNBC, and a woman from England said, yes, in England it is the dominant strain now, and I have two friends who have already gotten contracted Omicron. And the hosts on MSNBC, oh, my gosh, already you have friends. How are they? They're fine. Mild symptoms. But And then they just went back into the very serious voices. Wait, 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 slow down. Can we back up a second? So your friends caught something that didn't make them sick. All right. So I'm, I'm confused here. What what am I missing about this? Am I well, missing on, something? Well, and the scientists in South Africa who've now had weeks to take a look at this say that virtually every breakthrough case of vaccinated people, and they say virtually because they might have missed one, but it's pretty much everyone. Every breakthrough case is mild for people who've been vaccinated. And it, it even among the unvaccinated, it appears to be uh, significantly milder than the Delta. Will that bear out as further data comes in? We don't know. But if you've chosen to get vaccinated and or you've had it already, Omicron poses virtually no threat to you whatsoever. One of the reasons that it is spreading so fast is that it's spreading through vaccinated people really quickly. If you're vaccinated, you're going to get it. I'm going to get it again. You're going to get it again. We're all going to get this thing again. Or maybe for the first time if you haven't had COVID like I have. But we're all going to get it. But who cares? If if it turns out it's no big deal. And why aren't there more people making the argument that this is a good thing? The virus is becoming something that doesn't really make you sick. Josh Crashauer tweeted out today, and he was uh, talking about that New York Times article that I was just referring to. Um, Omicron presents only a very small risk of serious illness to most vaccinated people. It is the kind of risk that people accept every day without reordering their lives. Not so different from the chances of hospitalization or death from flu. I think about the flu zero every year. Zero. Never think about it at all. Never crosses my mind. Just live my life. And that's where we all should be on Omicron. Why can't the freaking media get on board with that? I don't know. I think it's a combination of clickbait. It's something to talk about. If things are bad, people tune in. If things are good, people don't tune in. And secondly, there is a personality type, uh, it's almost a subculture, that enjoys being scared. They enjoy being under threat. They pull together. They team up. You know, they, they feel good about it. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. It's stupid. It's, it's neurotic, if you ask I wasn't, me. I wasn't scared of the original COVID or Delta. I didn't want to get it because I know some people have had some pretty bad effects with it, but I wasn't scared of it. This Omicron seems to me like if I'm out at the somewhere and people are talking about masks, I just think, 
I don't care. If somebody has Omicron, walk over here and breathe on me. We're all going to get it. It's inevitable. So I might as right. well get it today. I'll, I'll, my nose will run for a week, and then it'll be over. And if indeed it appears to be as mild as it seems and as contagious as it seems and spurs a uh, an immune response in your body, every little kid in America ought to be getting it intentionally. Quit using your serious voice and saying things like, two of my friends have already contracted Omicron. Why are you using that voice? Nothing has happened. Well, you know, Omicron comes in the room with me. I'm going to say, listen, Mar, uh, done fub flub, uh, uh, get some. What did he say? Get ready, Bal. You're going to in for a problem. Yeah, get ready, Bal. Get ready, Bal. You're going to in for a problem. You're going to in for a problem. You're going to in for a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I mishear you? Or are you I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to in for a problem. That's funny. We were listening to the news yesterday. I missed that, but my son picked up on it. He was the one that was laughing in my truck as we drove around when we heard President Biden say that. Did he say, did he say bow? Did he say get ready, bow? <laughs> get ready, bow. It is bow. Uh, do we have time to play clip uh, 21 again, Michael? This is so notable. This is so idiotic. Yeah, hit it real quick. Please do not get together with other households for Christmas. Or if you do, keep those gatherings small. Have everyone do a rapid test before they come. Whatever. And ask everyone to stay home if they feel even a little bit unwell. This is Please Philadelphia's health commissioner telling you don't get shut up. She's telling you not to get together with your friends and family for Christmas. F you, lady. Sorry, I know that's harsh. And if you do, you all need to take a test. And if anybody has the slightest symptoms, stay home. No. And Getty.